Welcome back to Let's Get Mary, the wedding and event podcast from brides who've been through it all and the founder of Mary, a day of coordination company. Hey, Sam. Hey, Mia. How's it going? It's going. How have you been? Not bad. I feel like we had a quick week since we've last seen each other. We have. Let's go into our antics from last weekend. So I had a great time. Me too. So we just decided to meet up for a happy hour at a spot in town that we really like. We've met up there quite a few a few times now. That was the first place we went after your wedding and caught was, up. It was, but they have great wine and tapas. Um, and it was really fun just to catch up with you. It was fun. Did some charcuterie. Yes, did charcuterie and we did a little wine sampler. Oh yeah. And we sat at the bar and mm-hmm. you wore this amazing red top that oh. you got with your sister. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're quite welcome. <laughs> Still thinking about it. Really liked it. You know, it's funny. My I bought it in Colorado with my sister, and I told you this, though, that when I bought it, my sister and I go, Sam, wear that to go hang out with Sam. And then my sister saw the shop owner last weekend at a different place, and they go, how do you? How do I know you? How do I know you? And she goes, wait a minute. Your sister bought that red top. Amazing. So, like, everyone's it's, it's talking about it. It's a great red top. Um, I love it. It's, it has a puppy sleeve, and I'm all there for a puppy sleeve. Thank you so much. But speaking of red tops, then we wandered around Target a little bit tipsy, you so did. I, I kind of looked like I worked there. No, no, you definitely did not. But <laughs> I think there's no better way to go around Target than with, like, a glass, two glasses of wine. Yeah, I agree. But, um, I mean... I was going to say unfortunately, but like, I'm not sorry about it. It's not my first time walking around Target with some wine. In me. Same. I completely agree. It's very centrally located in the town we live in. <laughs> it's, it's centrally located. And when you're at our age, you don't go out. You just go to Target. And we had a great night. Yeah. And I picked up some treats. You picked up some charcuterie, like platters. I did. Yes. What I else did, did you get? Bargain bins. Yep. I got Brody, his Halloween costume. Oh, that he's currently wearing. <laughs> he is. He's a Stella dog. <laughs> Oh man, yes, our our third podcaster who tried to edge me out of my seat this evening. He wanted to take over the podcast. What did I say? A bride who's been through it all and a dog in a skeleton costume. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Well, uh, before we go on, Sam, what are we drinking? So today we are drinking my fall sangria. So this is like my favorite recipe um, that I've made time and time again at any party that I've had. It's it's a large, I will say it is a large format drink. Um, so something for maybe a fall wedding, something for a party. Um, this is a, it's fruit simple syrup. And the fruit simple syrup is apples, oranges, pineapples with cinnamon sticks. And it's also a great like um, potpourri, like for your home when you're making it. Mm. It smells amazing. And you boil that down with sugar. So that's going to be your simple syrup. Then you do a few dashes of cinnamon, red wine, apple brandy, orange juice, and believe it or not, ginger ale. Oh. Yes. And so you've actually had this before um, at a few parties that we've had. It's usually always up there. If it's any, I'd say I start making it any from like September through you know, the fall, the winter. Mm-hmm. I was gonna ask, was this one of the drinks at your house home rain? No, or was that your so I summer made a rosé sangria? I have oh. seasonal sangrias. Okay, I love it. Um, yeah, so that's a rosé sangria. I also have a. This is like the fall with the cinnamon. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I think I've had this one at your Thanksgiving, like your pre-Thanksgiving yes. friendsgiving yes. party pre-COVID. Yes, yeah, I think so. 
really good. I love it. Also, just like love anything that's like based in ginger ale because I'm a child. <laughs> love it. Love it. So good. Oh man, episode six. Episode six. So today we have been collecting all questions that people have been asking you through Instagram. Um, and here is our random wedding 101 all questions to be answered now. Exactly. Yeah. We always keep record of things between seasons. I was making notes on my phone of random questions. People would ask me, friends would ask me questions. I'd hear people ask at weddings and I'm like, you know what? I think someone else is asking that. And, um, I think at our age, we've been to a couple weddings so far. Um, but then I look to some of our younger friends and, um, people like that who've maybe been to one wedding with family, but like they've never gone as like an adult, right. if we can call ourselves adults, I just don't feel like one, but <laughs> you're dra- grabbing your drink to take a chug as I say that. I think adults walk around Target a little tipsy. You're, you're right. Cool adults. Right. right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we, we always see, keep a record of things and I, and I really feel, and we posted this on our Insta story a couple times to get um, any last minute questions, um, but I really think in terms of weddings, like someone else is wondering the same question you are. There's no shame, especially with us. Like, oh my goodness, please DM and ask us if you have like the simplest question about guesting um, to something more complicated with wedding planning, of course. Um, But yeah, we're really here for like any, any variation of anyone having to be adjacent to weddings. So Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right. Shall we get into it? Let's do it. Okay. First one is what do I do if there is no dress code listed? So I think this is a great question. I think most of the time there will be a dress code listed, but if there isn't, I would say stay safe with like cocktail mm-hmm. or I, I would think if it's going to be anything more formal than cocktail, it will be specifically listed. If you want to dress nice, obviously you want to put your best foot forward, but you also want to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And if there's no guidelines as to what to wear I think it's okay to assume it's going to be probably a little bit more lax mm-hmm. um and you can dress accordingly yeah that's a good point you might think that it wasn't listed anywhere but yeah dig into the FAQs and right. um, on their wedding website um and you know in our dress code episode last season yes. definitely go back and listen to that but we say he, look at your context clues what time of day what time of year what is the venue? Do you have friends attending? What are they wearing? You know, ask around. Um, and like, I know there's a couple things in my closet per season that can just be like always a safe bet. Right. You know, exactly. So great. All right. Do I need to give a gift at the wedding? If I gave a gift at the bridal shower? In my opinion, yes. Would you agree? 100% yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, you know, between us on this podcast, like it stinks like sometimes, you know, and especially like, yeah. And like, especially if you're single and like, I feel like I've been chatting with more friends about this. Like if you're single, maybe you don't want to ever have a wedding. Like will people ever celebrate you financially and like the time and energy spent if you don't have these things, like people treat birthdays very different than they treat weddings, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, it's a separate event. You're supposed to do a gift for both. The etiquette yeah. is to do a gift for both. Yeah. The and and typically the etiquette is for the um, bridal shower. Typically, there's a registry. You would get something off the registry, whether it's you know fifty, whatever. What, there's different 
hopefully there's varying prices. And then for the, um, the wedding itself, you usually give some kind of card. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I would say that if you are wanting to do something off the registry for the wedding as well, buy it early because yes. it'll be snatched up exactly. for bridal shower. Exactly. Okay. Do I have to give a gift if I can't attend the wedding? I don't think you have to, but I think you should. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. My sister and I have been discussing that a lot of like, I think the older generation knows that, but I'm not sure that ours knows that I as agree. much. I agree. Right? Um, and it doesn't have to be paying for your plate. I know we like talk about that phrase a lot and like what exactly that means right. because how do you know right. what someone's paying for plate? Um, so it could, could be a little bit less, but I think doing something, at least a card, I think is really nice. I agree. Um, so yeah, I think something. I agree. How do I tell if I get a plus one? It should be on the outside of your envelope. Yes. If there is a virtual RSVP on their website, when you type it in, I know this was my case. If I typed in Sam Rosenberg, your husband's name popped up too, right. you know? Um, and I think if you don't see and guests or anything, like you should assume it's one. Um, and sometimes on those cards, if you're doing like a postcard RSVP, it'll sometimes say like attending out of two or right. out of one. Right. Yeah. Be very clear with that. Yeah. And, and it will be like, just to emphasize, it will be clear. Like if you get a plus one, it'll say, like you said, and guest and your, your significant other, whoever it is, like you don't necessarily assume that you're going to get a plus one if it doesn't say that. Yeah, exactly. Okay, what the heck does black tie creative mean? Black tie creative means if you don't have to adhere to the traditional black tie standards in which men are expected to wear a specific tuxedo shirt um, paired with black pants um, and women are expected to wear an evening gown. It means that you can be a little bit more fun um, mm. and a little bit more creative. It's still an elevated dress code. Um, they still are expecting, you know, tuxedos or whatever it is, but maybe it's, like a, a fun shoe. Maybe it's not the gown per se, but just a really beautiful dress, hmm. something like that. Interesting. So do you feel like for black tie, for women at least, do you have to do a dark color? And so would this mean like a brighter color or not necessarily? I would say not necessarily. Like I think you can do a fun color regardless, black tie, black tie creative, mm -hmm. as long as it's, it's like a, a formal dress or a okay. night, like a, that gown. Right. All right. I want people to test for COVID in order to attend my wedding. How do I ask? In my opinion, you know, you just ask if yeah. that's your belief and it's not even your venue requiring it. If someone's going to get disgruntled, that's on them. Sorry. You don't get to be around my grandparents right. or whomever, you know? Yeah. I'm a firm believer that it, in, Today's day and age, like, you should not be offended if someone's asking for your vaccine card, if someone's asking you to get tested, if you decided not to get vac vaccinated. Mm -hmm. It's just the world we live in right now. Yep. And if you are going to be offended of, you know, of someone trying to protect their friends and family and make sure that it's a safe environment, then, like you said, you don't necessarily belong at my event or my wedding or whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And a lot of people are going onto honeymoons where you have to test even if you're vaccinated to get into the country or or things like that and if they test positive then that couple 
is out of all of their money that they spent, which is thousands of dollars. So it's not even necessarily about you, you know? So I think if you're going to get offended, like, yeah, you don't belong at the wedding. And I think couples just need to look at it as like, if my family member is asking, like, say your parents are saying, I really need you to ask all of your friends and everyone to test. Like that, that is just, that's just like you said, the world we live in. And, um, if you're looking for advice on wording on your websites, definitely reach out to us. We have a couple examples of what we had people do this spring and what we had to do required by our venue. But like, I was lucky that yeah. our venue required it. Cause I think we would have probably done something on our own. Um, but yeah, there's definitely ways to ask that make it not pointed. Um, but it's just like the way of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Destination wedding. I spent $1,200 on travel, hotel, dress, shower. What gift amount do I need to do? Hmm. This is a good question. I know. So I've, the way I look at a destination wedding is it's also kind of a vacation for you in a sense. It's a little bit of a forced vacation because you probably might not have gone to that location, but most of the time you're going to make an event out of it. So you're probably getting a discounted rate at the room. Mm -hmm. Um, The destination weddings that I have gone on, I have still given a gift as if I would normally give a gift. The same amount? Yes. And I know that's probably not the norm Mm -hmm. because you are spending so much more. Right. Um, But that's just the way that I have gone about it in the past. And you are extremely generous. But I would say that I would feel some guilt and weirdness not giving something, even if I was at this like beautiful island location that I spent a lot of money to get there. So yeah, it's like financially, one, if you can go, great. If you can't like, I know we're, this is a little bit of a sidebar here. If you can't go like be up front with your friend, you can't afford it, right. fine. But if you can go, yeah, turn it into the vacation, and maybe still give something. Yeah, so I mean, I recognize that I'm probably the exception, not the norm, right? You are spending a lot more money. You definitely don't necessarily need to give a card to the same caliber that you would give a card to a wedding that is local or, you know, requires not a plane. Um, But that's just me um, and how, like, I feel comfortable about doing things. Mm -hmm. Um, But I still think you should go and give something, even if it's minimal, right? Even if it's, you know whatever you feel comfortable with, but you're going to the wedding. The couple is still paying for you to be at the wedding. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that they deserve a card. Yeah, that's true. And so if we actually want to talk money amounts, like I think even giving something like a hundred bucks for a couple, you know, if that's what you can swing and that's, you know, I get like, this is expensive, Mm -hmm. right? It's, it's definitely something, you know, on top of travel, you're, you're paying for dinners, you know, Weddings are expensive, right. um, and that's to your point. Kind of part of saying that you'll attend the wedding mm-hmm. is is knowing what it'll cost. Yeah, exactly. And so someone else said something similar. We have three destination weddings next year. I'm spending two thousand dollars to get there and stay. They're all international. How much do I gift? Yeah, I'd say same thing. Especially if you have multiple destination weddings, one way if you really want to do this, and two maybe still give a little something, but maybe yeah. not the full amount you would normally give if you were local, like you said. Right. And what I would say too is like international, like give yourself a gift and make it a trip. If if you yeah. can, and if you can afford to do so, if you have the time, like take the take a few more days, whether it's in the beginning or towards the end, 
and enjoy the location that you're in because that's incredible to be like in an international wedding. Mm-hmm. Plus. Yeah. Um, how much do I gift in general? Okay. So like we said um, in previous episodes, paying for your plate, this idea of paying for your plate is so tough because it's yes. not just your plate. How do you know what someone's actually paying? Right. Um, but I would say the average would be a hundred per person. So if there's two of you, 200 is probably a good idea. That might be in your world low for you. That might be high for you. But, I, but I'd say that is most of the time what I see and what I hear people are getting and receiving kind of no matter where you are, um, like around a hundred per person. Chances are that they probably spent at least 150, even closer to 200 per person. Um, but I don't think you have to give 400. I think if you're a couple 200 to 400 could work. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, it's hard for me because like I've always come from this place of you pay for your plate and then you pay for a little bit more if you can. Yeah. And like, I know that some people like we can't all do that all the time. Right. You know, in the beginning of, you know, our careers, it was definitely hard to get those envelopes, you know, Mm -hmm. together. But, um, I don't know. I just, it's the one time that you're going to be able to give this gift to them as a couple. You're not going to do it like, you know, and hopefully it'll be reciprocated down the road. If that's something that, you know, they're, you're planning, planning on getting married, you know, and it's, there's all these things, but mm-hmm. I would say that that's a, a safe bet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. At the minimum. And you know what I'd say if I wasn't a couple, I probably wouldn't just do 100. I'd probably no. do 150. But if I'm a couple, you can get away with doing, even though there's two of you, like just looking at that money amount, right. like 200 feels more solid. But yeah, I would say that 200 to 400 range is what is typical for a couple. And if you're by yourself, more so 150 to, to 250. Right. So it does change. And I don't know if I'm correct. Like, um, like etiquette wise with that. But I'd say if you're totally not sure what like your friends are putting in other cards, like that's probably the average. Yeah. Yeah. I also like, like in the beginning we had the same friend group going around and like, I didn't ask because like I knew what I was going to give. Like, you know, if it's like our really good friends and like, if we're just kind of friends with them, like there's different, you know, amounts that we would give at that point. Mm -hmm. But ask. I mean, like, ask yeah. your friends and see, like, it will give you a gauge to see what the rest of the people are doing mm-hmm. if you feel comfortable with it. The other thing, too, is, like, Google. And maybe yes. you can see what a plate really costs at the venue or, like, an average amount. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. And side tip, um, keep track of how much yes. everyone's giving you. Write it down. You know, because, it, you know, this might sound a little silly, but if they're an engaged couple or you think that it's two people that are going to have a wedding one day, like you're going to turn around and want to give a similar amount. And if you yes. can't remember, you know, it's helpful to have that. It really is. It really is. So Google is saying that the average cost, and this is brides.com saying this is 150 per guest or 200 from a couple. So we were actually pretty spot on, Interesting. you know? Okay. Yeah. And I like what you said. It, it, it does change depending who the friend is. Yeah if you're in the wedding or not. And I think some people would say, okay, if you're in the wedding, you can actually give less. But I think there's also the thought of if you're in the wedding, you should give more because it's a closer friend. So yeah. I think it also depends on like 
the person, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's people in like my party that like, you know, gave really generous gifts. And then there's other people that like, they did so much. And like, I just never expected anything from them Mm -hmm. ever because they were doing like so much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good way to do that. And if you feel uncomfortable or you feel worried because you can't afford it, like at the end of the day, if it's going to like break your bank to give a gift, like, I mean, please don't be friends with someone that is going to be like mad at you and not understand that. Like, you know, a lot of people lost their jobs this year and like, I, I knew, I knew people that were in very different situations than other friends, Right. you know? So try to take a step back. If you're the one receiving all these generous checks, like is important to do. Okay. What is the difference between black tie versus white tie and cocktail versus formal? Okay. So white tie is the, the top tier. White tie is like tails and tuxes and everything. This is the most formal that you can possibly get is white tie. Um, black tie, as we talked about, is definitely tuxes and gowns. Whereas cocktail versus formal cocktail, you can have fun. Cocktail is shorter dresses, um, maybe some jumpsuits, you know, things like that. Formal is more floor length, not necessarily gowns. Maybe it's a skirt. Maybe it's um, something to that extent. Um, Okay. So you're teaching me a lot. So formal versus black tie then is still could be floor length, but even like the material is elevated elevated for black tie. Maybe the color is darker. Correct. Okay. All right. Gotcha. I also, I think that there's, um, I think black tie and formal, the difference really comes in what the guys wear, right? Because mm. formal, you can still get away with a suit. Right. Black tie, you have to wear a tux. Not have to, but like you really should. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Random question here. Black tie optional. Do you go for the default of the tux? Like, black do you advise Joel to do that? Optional means that you don't need to wear a or something like well, should you be in a tux still as um, a gentleman I would think that you need to be at the very least in a dark okay in a dark suit gotcha um, that would, would resemble a tux but okay. I also think black tie is like like bow tie like there's yes. certain things about it that make it very much like black tie mm-hmm. you know um all right yeah great um okay how should I choose a plus one if I'm single but was given a guest for the wedding? That's a good question. I'd say, one, um, thank the couple because that's extremely generous. Yes. Yeah. Um, two, I think it's who are you going to have fun with? Yeah. Especially if, like, you're not going to be with, like, a big group of your college friends and, like, you're kind of going to be on your own. You know, who are you, who, who you going to have fun with? But then also if you want to be really nice – who is the couple going to be happy that you're bringing? Right. I also think, and this is hard to tell, right. But I think don't just bring somebody along that like you just met. Yeah. Because they're going to be in all of these couples pictures and you're going to look back at those pictures and be like, who is this person? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's hard to tell, right? Like maybe you just started dating someone and they're amazing. And like, you don't obviously anticipate that. But if you feel like it's better if I just bring my best friend, mm-hmm. right? And I'll have a great time right. rather than like, let me test the waters with this new date that, you yes. know. Yeah. That's a good point. So when, um, 
I'd say I was a year out of college and a childhood friend was getting married. I had been dating Tony for a couple of years at that point, but I did, I did get a guest, uh, a plus one for her wedding. And I said, you haven't met Tony. I've been with him for a while now, as long as you've been with your husband. I, I, I planned to bring him, but, um, we had this other childhood friend that you're not getting to invite. Do you want me to bring her instead? And the right. bride was like, no, like bring, bring Tony, right. you know? And like, now he's my husband. Great choice. But I think it's also like really nice if you do have someone else that even if you are dating someone to say like, hey, did you have to like choose which one of us, right. you know, so if you really don't totally care on your end, like just ask also like say no and save that person. Yeah. Save that person for the couple. Like you, if you're pulling teeth to try to figure out who to bring, like don't bring anyone at all if that's okay with you. Right. Don't like, exactly. If it's okay with you, if you're okay going to a wedding by yourself, you know, other people there, you're not just going to be like sitting by a table by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, don't bring it. Like it's not forced. You don't yeah. have to bring it. No, no, no. It's just like a nice yeah. extension that someone's doing. Exactly. Um, yeah, not needed at all. Okay. I don't know how to structure names on invites. What if I don't know who has changed their name when they got married or not? I feel like this is like our question. <laughs> it is. I'm, I'm drinking my drink. <laughs> so um, the best way to go about that is one, you can just ask them. Mm-hmm. Two, you can play it safe and do, you know, Mr. Blah, blah, blah. Mrs. Maybe it's going to be maiden last name plus married last name. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody, and we've had this conversation. I don't think anybody would be offended if it was Mr. and Mrs. Rosenberg, right? And I decided not to change my last name. Yeah. I wouldn't be offended because I am married to Joel and mm-hmm. that is his last name and we are a family, mm-hmm. even though I've decided to keep my maiden last name. Okay. Right. I don't. I wouldn't be offended by that. Okay. But I think if you're, I think you need like if if it's a big thing to you, ask them. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't. The one thing that I is my biggest pet peeve is one, and we've talked about this, <laughs> is Mister and Mrs. Joel Rosenberg. So right. now I've not only. I've got no name. Yeah. Right. I'm not, there's, where's Samantha in that? Yeah. Right? It's you're, just, you're, I now assume my husband's entire name. You're my friend, Joel. Right. Now. Right. Or if you spell my name wrong. Oh God. Who's spelling Samantha wrong? Well, no, my last name. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a problem. It's a problem because <laughs> it's really everywhere and it's yeah. very easy to course correct. Yeah. And this is to say, if you like Mr. and Mrs. Man's first name, man's last name, and if this is a straight couple, like, if you like that, go forth. But not everyone likes that. Right. Some people highly object to that. Yes. You know, and... It's a little controversial. Yeah, if it's for you, great. It's It might not be for me, right. you know? And so, but th- in this case, you are doing something about someone else's name, right. which is so personal. Right. So I have had several, several friends reach out and say, what would you like on our invite? Right. And every single time I've said, thank you so much for yes. asking. Yeah. And admittedly, I was like, you know what? I'm going to choose, my choose a little bit different, right. you know? Like, how you like it. Yeah, right. exactly. Like, I don't think there's any stress with that. Um, yeah, if you want to be Mr. and Mrs., who knows? You know, like, whatever. You want to do, great. But when you're talking about other people and something with a wedding invite, like, you don't want to 
you want to disgruntle people and like maybe it's not that deep for you but it, I have to tell you it is very deep for other people and it is deep for myself right yeah I agree yeah and I think um yeah I think asking is very simple um yeah I think being safe and we've gotten this post getting married like his first name last name my first name last name right. like made a name right. you know so there's multiple ways to do this you can even if someone's not hyphenated like you said you could right. do Mr. and Mrs. made a name right married right. name right you know totally fine um yeah I think the biggest thing is asking and if you don't feel comfortable asking I don't think you should invite them to your wedding yeah that's a good point right that's a good point I feel like we could go on for hours about this all right so <laughs> how long do I have to get my thank you notes out after the wedding okay I'm a big thank you note gal my family is as well it felt weird to not do it immediately but I do think you have a grace period yes the the formal timeline people say is a year that feels very long to me um but it's it's traditionally you do technically have a year oh. doesn't that feel kind of crazy that does feel long to me as well mm -hmm. um i again just because it's me and i have i think we got them out as soon as we got our pictures and our thing like our mm -hmm. you know it ordered we had like right. our like similar like a lot of people put a picture from their wedding on and like thank people with their um photo on there as like a little keepsake mm -hmm. I think I got them out probably two months after okay um which was also it was like right around the holidays so it was like nice to kind of have that going out as well right um but yeah I mean I think that there's I would say six months for me feels safe agreed yeah. agreed yeah if you do that at the six month mark I think that's okay we did three months and between the second and third month I was starting to get this Oh, I feel so bad because you, you did start to see more people or talk to more people. And I would every time go, we got your gift. Thank you so much for your gift. Right. The, the, the actual yes, thing you notice coming, right? Because then there were also some family members who couldn't come to the wedding who would say, did you get it? Right. And it's like, yes, I did. I wasn't going to text because I'm going to do an actual thank you right. note. I don't know. I don't know. So yeah, I think, um, to like definitely give yourself a minute. Like you, yeah. it does not have to be month one. No, it doesn't. Right. It really doesn't. It's also a big undertaking, which like, like I said, I'm a big thank you note gal, but it is it's laborious. Yeah. I, I don't know how people with like over 200 get to do it. Like I was exhausted with, with my number. Yeah. So are typed thank you notes tacky? I don't love it. I kind of hate it. I'm not going to lie. Here's my thing. Take the time. Here's my thing. Everybody that you are writing a thank you note to has taken the time to give you something that just requires you to be able to write something out and say thank you. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, we've got, like we said, we've got up to a year to do this. Yeah. Take five, ten minutes and just write something like a nice thank you for them giving you money, mm -hmm. whatever the case is, flying across, you know, going someplace else, they deserve something handwritten from you as the couple acknowledging what they've done for you to celebrate you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Make it specific to this person. It doesn't have to be super long. It should be in your handwriting. I agree. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, should I give a thank you note to someone who didn't give a gift? I think this depends who it is. I've gotten a couple of thank you notes as a coordinator, which has been super nice. And I love seeing the picture of the wedding that I helped coordinate on the front. Um, but in terms of 
someone who skipped giving you a gift at your wedding. If it's just like a regular guest, like I don't think it's necessary. Um, I will say that like our families, our parents were extremely generous and we had written them thank you notes and like given them a gift the wedding weekend, but we still wrote them thank you notes, even though there wasn't like a check and a card from right. mom and dad, right. like in our card box, like that is fine. But if it's like a random friend, like I don't think it's necessary. I have to agree. I think, you know, take it to like evaluate each case individually, but family, like immediate family, like you said, definitely deserve something because they put it in so much to your day, but everybody else, if they didn't give anything, I don't think it's really necessary. Stamps are expensive. Yeah. Keep right. keep your stamp money. Right. We're going to pay for their plate. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that was me being salty. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not sure if this is wedding dress or guest dress, but where do you look for dresses? Hmm. You were a fan of Lovely I Bride. I loved Lovely bride. Okay. I also love Beholden. Me too. Me too. Um, Kleinfeld makes my skin crawl. <laughs> but that's just me as a person. Please Some people love it. DM us your Kleinfeld experiences. Yeah. I'm so curious. Everyone has something different to say. So please do. My experience, and I've said this before on the podcast, but it's worth saying again. Do you know that scene in Mean Girls where they're all interacting like the jungle animals? Yep. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, so. yeah. Yeah, I think... If it's wedding dresses, like look in your area where you want to go to for, I, I think we might've said this last season, but I started to look locally and it was like dresses starting at 3000. And I'm like, nope, I know what I want. And it doesn't need to be that expensive. So look in your area, but also like look outside and look on their site. They're going to have notes like that. Also, like if you're just in the looking phase, look all over social, right? Mm. See what you like because there might be styles that you don't know. And when you first try on, try on as much as you can. Okay. So then I guess the other part of this conversation would be guest dresses. Mm -hmm. Um, a few places that I've had success with guest dresses are revolve. Okay. Just solid go-to. They have a huge variation. Um, Verge Girl, what? which is Australian based, <laughs> but okay. have really cute, I would say more cocktail-y dresses. Got it. Um, I'm trying to think of all the dresses that I have in what is that other brand? Lulu's? I feel like they have a lot of variety. It's like cheaper quality. I probably. never shop Lulu's, but they have cute stuff. I have a lot of friends that have, and I feel like someone actually even got a bridesmaid dress there. Oh, nice. The shoes I think seem pretty consistent. Um, I've also had a lot of success with fame and partners hmm. so this is a great fame and partners is great for black tie hmm. because i'm sure i'm five one it is really hard for me to find a gown that fits me without being altered fame and partners is made to order oh. and it's all like very eco-friendly because they're just making it and you can design like like you can take a dress and like say you wanted to have sleeves or you want like you can really manipulate it the way that you want that's um, cool. Yeah, it's it's a little pricey, okay. but um, it's it's a solid go-to. Yeah, definitely. You know, I feel like I will like shop the biannual Lily sale yeah. and like get a dress that I know I have a wedding like a year from now or something, and and then like my mom will have it, and you know I just wore um, a dress 
to a wedding that I had gotten like pre-COVID and I finally got to wear it. So like Mm -hmm. having some of those things and like shopping ahead of time for stuff can really help when there are sales. Like I'll always look at like J. Crew sales dresses. I feel like they've gotten away from some of them more cocktail attire items. Um, But there's that. Honestly, I know this is a little bit like lower scale, but TJ Maxx this summer had so many wedding guest style dresses. And I know there's been... um, supply chain issues. I know we were joking about that a couple episodes ago. Um, everything's a supply chain issue. Um, that cocktail dresses actually were like, like there weren't as many this year at all. Um, but some of those types of stores seem to have stuff that didn't sell at the top of COVID. So you could actually find more name brands somewhere like that. The other thing. So I am a huge rent the runway proponent. Okay. Should I tell my story about your you can tell your wedding? <laughs> so I Brody is very upset about this as well. Yes. I had the most amazing Ula Johnson dress ready for Mia's wedding. It was ruffles galore. And if you know me, I love a good ruffle and a puffy sleeve. There's nothing I love more. And I was so excited about it. I had it. I've never worn a rent the runway dress to a wedding. I do rent the runway for like work. Cause I like to have like rotations and like okay. new fashions, things like that. And it's easy instead of buying all these dresses, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, and I booked this dress two, three, like what felt like two, maybe three months. You booked in this dress before we were like, yeah, the wedding's happening. Yeah. No, it's like, no, the wedding is happening. <laughs> like, I have a purple dress. <laughs> I was so excited for it. And literally your, your wedding was on a Saturday. That Wednesday, they told me that it was not going to ship. It was supposed to ship that Thursday. And I was like in shambles. We still don't know why it happened. No, they just like didn't tell me anything. I was appalled. So what I would say is like, I love Rent the Runway, but just be careful if like you're pre-ordering something and like really relying on it, maybe have a backup. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. You know what kills me? I get that dress as like the paid Rent the Runway ad on Instagram all the time. I'm like, stop rubbing this in our face. Really rubbing my nose. The, the, you wore like a black version of it, like some less ruffles, but like Everyone said it like, oh my God, that's got to be Sam. Like, look at that amazing dress. I know it was like not what you were planning to think we were just saying that to no, make me feel no, better. No, no, get my sister on the phone. She just <laughs> said that recently. She was like, Sam's dress was amazing. I can't believe that was, wasn't was the number one choice. I'm like, I know. I know. Thanks, guys. Make me feel better here. <laughs> All right. Who should get a plus one? No one. <laughs> I'm a savage with plus ones. I don't care. You know, honestly, like, to talk about saving money in one of our past episodes, like the best way to save money is to not invite a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I think you have to invite someone that's married. Yeah. I think you have to invite a plus one that is living with someone else. And yes. um and anyone else is you being very nice and gracious. In season but, one, we went through this pretty thoroughly. Like we who did. and who should not, like who does not warrant a plus one. Yeah. Check out our plus one episode for sure for like more details yeah. into this. Um, same with our, our wedding dress code episode for all the dress questions we've had in here. But yeah, it's true. I, I mean, I, I don't think you have to give anyone a plus one if they are not married and not living together. And I think I told a story of, Tony and I had been dating for years, probably longer than the couple was together and we weren't living together. And I think I would have been mad if they didn't give me a, give me a plus one. Right. So there are some of those cases, Fair. but yeah, it's, it's, it's not required if they're not living together. I agree. Yeah. Okay. 
Do you re- recommend demoting a bridesmaid who isn't fulfilling duties? Ugh. Um, this is hard. So I actually had a friend who was supposed to be in my party and then ended up at the end not really being in my party. It was kind of a mutual thing where we just had a falling out per se. Mm -hmm. But I think if you're relying, first of all, your bridal party doesn't work for you, right? That's that's first and foremost, they're your friends. They're your most important people that you want up with you. They do not work for you and you're not paying them. Mm -hmm. So there should be expectations there. Right. With that, we all know that you lean on your party, right? And there are certain expectations. And if somebody's really being terrible or just hindering your day or not going to be there and support you and what you need, then maybe don't ask them in the first place if you feel like it's not going to be a thing. Or if yeah. they just happen to show their true colors and during this time, maybe they're going through something, then mm-hmm. you have to have a conversation. I think it's a really, it's a one-off, really tricky, not fun thing to have to go through. But ultimately, you want to have the best day possible. Mm-hmm. That's a good question right off the bat. What are these duties? Yeah. What are they not fulfilling? Right. Because I'd say the duties that my bridesmaids had to do was they had to obtain a dress what are they? What else did they have to do? They had to tell me if they wanted hair and makeup done. It right. wasn't like take a task over, right? You know, um, if you're having issues though, and they are providing more stress than it's worth, take a step back and yes. evaluate: is it your stress, right? Or That's is there point. actually a problem? And is this not? Was this a, a poor decision in retrospect to ask them to be in the party? You know, um, I think if it makes you happier in the end to demote someone, go for it. Yeah. It might be easier to just kind of take a step back and have low expectations for this person and still have them in your wedding party and deal. Yeah. But if you if think about it, if you like 40 years from now are going to look back at pictures and be mad at that person in in a bridesmaid dress, you know what you need to do. If it's really affecting you and you know it's not going to bring the best out on your day, then you you've got to maybe think about it a little bit more, right? And and figure out what works best for you. But if it's just something where, oh, this person's just really, like, you know, difficult, she, difficult said something that, like, you know, rubbing me the wrong way, mm-hmm. like, just maybe it's best to just let it go yeah. and, you know, acknowledge it for what it is and move past it. Yeah, I agree. What are bridal party expectations as far as what they pay for? I am of the belief that, your bridesmaids can pay for the dress, can pay for hair and makeup, um, can pay for their way on the bachelorette party. Correct. If you want to pay for any of those things, great. I don't think you have to. Um, I do not believe that your bridesmaids should pay for your shower. Agreed. Um, they can, but also like who is asking that and are you going to give them or your mom or maid of honor, are are they really getting the option to say no? Right. Um, I don't think in this day and age, I think it's a, like very antiquated to expect people in their 20s and 30s to pay for a essentially like a luncheon that's kind right. of for your mom and her friends a little right. bit. Right. Agreed. I agree. Right? Um, what else is there? Um, yeah. If people want to be nice and the maid of honor wants to decide this, it's paying for your part of the bachelorette. Um, but yeah, I, I think like, I think you should also like look 
you, you know what your friends do. You might not know their exact salary, but like, is that going to be stressful for them? You're choosing to put them in your wedding. So are you going to maybe pay for this more expensive dress you want them to wear? Right. I don't know. Right. And so that's, that's a good point because like there are like paying for the bachelorette part, I think is a big thing. But I had expensive dresses and I knew at that time it, it was a lot to ask of my bridesmaids. So I helped contribute to them. Right. Like if there's things that are extraneous that you want mm-hmm. that are not within reason, yeah. then I think it's, it's something that should not be the expectation of the party to pay for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we chatted about this um, in our wedding VIP episode last season, but when you are asked to be a bridesmaid, you can ask up front, what do you, what are you expecting me to pay right. for? Um, how much are you thinking for dresses? I think that's totally fine. Um, I just, I am so, so against asking someone to be in your wedding and then expecting them to pay for all of these things. Right. Um, especially if you haven't given them that up front. Um, but yeah, like I, my girls paid for their dresses, um, but there was a range. There was like a low range and a high range of, of this brand that I ended up choosing. Um, and like, I don't think that's the end of the world right. because I gave them the option to like lowball it. Sure. sure. Um, and ultimately they picked what they wanted. Yeah. So what's going on with Mary? Okay. So I wanted to take the end of this episode to chat about PTO for your wedding. I feel like I've been hearing some of my brides be really stressed about work heading into their weddings. And it just makes me want to call everyone's boss and say, leave them alone. They're getting married. Um, uh, so if you can, if your job allows, I think one of the best, best things I did was take off the entire week before my wedding. Yeah. It was so important. It allowed me to drink champagne with Sam, allowed me to take multiple naps that weekend, allowed me to go to a July 4th party, allowed me to kind of do all these random little things that I needed to do, not checking work, being one of them. Um, And then also that Thursday before I signed everything out for being out the next week, I took a solid 45 minutes to square away work. I signed out of, I did a Slack away message. I signed out of Slack. I signed out of Gchat. I did my away message. I moved the Slack and Gchat apps on my phone. I emailed um, anyone that I thought would need need me and gave a heads up. I also included in my away message what my PTO was. I said wedding PTO. I was very, very open and vocal leading up to those weeks off saying, Hey, I'm going to be out. And this is for my wedding. It's not just another trip, you know, like it's a big thing. Um, yeah. And so like, I found myself still on my laptop doing random wedding things or, you know, just even like watching TV on my laptop the week of my wedding. And I knew if I saw a little Slack notification or went to a different tab and saw my work email, I was going to get sucked back in. So squaring it away, I feel like is very important. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Did you see, I think maybe you posted this on Mary, where um, it was somebody in the White House being like, she's going away, do not bother her, you know, like, and I thought that was amazing because a lot of employers, you know, you'll get support and I, you know, and, but I think it's not necessarily a priority for a lot of employers. So to be able to give yourself that, right, Mm -hmm. log out of everything, do everything that you can possibly do beforehand so nobody is reaching out to you and Mm -hmm. at some point just let it go like there's there's pto for a reason and i feel like especially now we've all become so accessible regardless of whether we're sick or pto that we all deserve this time especially during this time yeah exactly in 
the words of Jen Saki, our press secretary. Um, that's what we posted on yes. our Instagram story. She said, uh, so-and-so is going to throw her phone in the river. So yes. don't call her. Amazing. And like, if you need me to tell your boss that I will, because I think it's very, very important. And, um, you don't get this time and this vacation back. Yes. Um, Completely so agreed. square your things away, make sure all of your notica- notifications are shut down in your settings app and your iPhone, um, and go forth and have a great lead up to your wedding. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for listening to episode six, our listener Q and a, and if you have further Q and a, feel free to DM us and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for getting married with us. Have a good one. Bye.